Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Anish Shacker here. So we'll kick things off at Craven Cottage. Arsenal looking to bounce back after that defeat against West Ham. Well, they didn't. They fell flat. They would lose by two goals to one. That despite taking the lead from Saka. However, Arsenal just struggled throughout the whole tie. Fulham deserving of the win, winning by two goals to one. And what does that mean? Well, it means they currently sit fourth. They're still very much in touching distance of Liverpool at the top of the table. Though Liverpool could stretch their lead over Arsenal to five points. They're in action on New Year's Day against Newcastle. Uh, we welcome into the show former Arsenal defender Kieran Gibbs is with us. We also welcome Mark Ogden. We're from the boys. Oh, in no, a... let's just go there. Why? It's New Year's Eve. Let's go and see Kieran suffer here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wallow in his misery. Come on. Talk us, talk us through the demise, Kieran, of the last week or two. All right, Craig. All right, mate. It's been a it's been a Christmas to forget. It's been a Christmas to forget for sure. Um, it's been a, a reality check. It's a reality check. It, it, it wasn't the team that we've been accustomed to. Uh, it's probably the worst worst I've seen them play for a long time. Actually, they, they started bright, um, but yeah, everything that we've associated with them over the last eighteen months just wasn't there to see that uh, relentless pace, power, urgency. Um, you know, they didn't, didn't manage to get Eddie into the game enough. Saka and Martinelli started well, but they faded pretty early, ran out of ideas. And I think more, most importantly, they've lost, they'd lost that stubbornness that they've had um, throughout this season, which they've needed, which has gotten them results. Um, that's, that's faded as well a little bit. So, um, yeah, I feel like teams are starting to suss them out a little bit more now which I thought might happen actually after last season, you know, teams are taking them a lot more seriously. Um, the, the wingers are getting less space. Odegaard's getting less space. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them mix, mix their game up a little bit in the new year and maybe, maybe get someone in up top that can just allow them to go a little bit more direct, you know, it might just allow the game to open up a little bit for, for Saka's, Mark, Martinelli's, Odegaard's, um, but you know, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. It's, they're still, they're still in the mix. They just need to to, to regroup. I'd say to say it was the worst performance of the season. That was nine out of ten, by the way, for being miserable about Arsenal. Oh there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of us put. We, I mean, most of us went for an Arsenal win. I think everybody, and I think yep. it was because Fulham had lost the last two, including against Burnley, and we were looking for a response from Arsenal, which I think we all felt. We would, have, we would have seen and we would have got and they needed so we didn't get that but I mean I could probably go through the whole side here and, or, or every department of the, of the side and say we've talked at length about the goalkeeper but it wasn't really his fault today but that's, that's sort of a conundrum that has been thrown out this year the two fullbacks uh, you know caviar today but you know if we're thinking about White and Zinchenko mm-hmm. When Zinchenko goes into the middle of the park, they get something a bit extra, and when he's back at left back, he looks quite weak. And Ben White's solid, but they're not getting a lot attacking-wise from their fullbacks at this moment in time. I, I, I absolutely reiterate my point that the Havertz in the middle of the park is not working as it should, and will not see them to a title. And and Kieran's right. I, I think teams are starting to double up and snuff out the two two wide guys. And when you are able to take particularly Saka out of the game for long periods, that, that's a problem. I don't think Odegaard has been been brilliant. And of course, they're, they're struggling with an out-and-out guy up front to score goals. But then, 
you know, there is a counter-argument to the goals. It's they need the service. Mm -hmm. And they're not even getting the service at the moment to, to the striker. I think also what I'd like to see is, is less padding of stats in the middle of the park with these little passes and, and see a few more people, particularly Odegaard and Rice or whoever's in there, clipping a few more little balls over the top. You know, trying to thread the needle a little bit more. And if, you know, if six or seven passes don't come off out of 10 or 12, then so be it. But I, I, I'm always of the, the mindset, certainly when I played and I had somebody like Hen, Henrik Larson up front or whoever it was, if I played three or four bad passes and the crowd got on my back, that, that's fine. But if I played one or two out of those passes, if one or two came off and he made those runs and he got on the end of it, I, I'm happy and I just feel it's a little bit too safe at the moment for this Arsenal side and there's a lot, a lot of thinking to do for Mikel Arteta um, over the next couple of weeks about the transfer window, about his team selection and about how he's going to pick them up for the second half of the season. What impressed us so much last season about Arsenal throughout most of the campaign, Shaka, was never say die. Yeah. You know, we saw those late equals those late winners. But here, who's that? <laughs> 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 but here, like... Once Fulham took the lead, there was no response. There, there was no response at all. And, and, and the most amazing thing about this game for me is how much of it Fulham actually controlled. Mm. Um, you know, I'm expecting a, a high-energy Arsenal who's pressing Fulham, forcing them into mistakes. We know the quality that, that they can have. But that never came. And, and Fulham, in the end, had control of the ball, pinned Arsenal back. Arsenal just kind of sat deep, allowed allowed Fulham Fulham to play in the build-up before before the first goal. And as much as the, as Fulham's equaliser came as a counter a counter attack, Fulham had the ball for about five minutes before that, and then kind of broke, and then and then they broke on them. Um, and then once Fulham do get get back on on level pegging, there there's simply no response. There again, there there's no change of, of anything. Craig says. Fulham, I'm not sure if you're suggesting that Fulham do a good job of taking Saka out of the game. I think Saka, at this point, is just taking himself out of the game. I, I, I'm, you see the chance, the one chance that, that he had, and that really summed up Saka, not just today, but, but of recent weeks. Mm. And, and that, for me, is a concern, because you've been able to rely on Saka or Martinelli or Odegaard at times. Late on in games, you've seen Rice pop up with, with, with goals. That kind of papers over the fact that as we were saying earlier in the week, up front, they still don't have that out-and-out -out striker. Jesus wasn't doing it earlier in the week, and Ketcher didn't offer an awful lot today. And so when Arsenal needed a goal, and you, you, inevitably you're looking in that, in that number nine position, you're coming up, you're coming up blank. Yeah, Mark, we saw obviously post-match Arteta being frank about not only what he saw on the pitch, but looking ahead to January, he said, no, this is the team, we won't be doing any business. They haven't got any money. I mean, let's be honest, they haven't got the, the headroom to, to bring in a striker like Ivan Tony or Victor Ossiman. They just haven't got it. They, they spent over £200 million in the summer and, you know, these FFP regulations or the, the Premier League's sustainability rules, they, they do have some teeth now, as Everton have discovered. So clubs don't want to be infringing those rules and, and Arsenal don't have the funds to, to bring a striker in. Now, you could argue that maybe they, they invested badly in the summer by spending so much on Havertz when they could have put that aside for a striker. But they chose to take Havertz and now they've got a problem because obviously most clubs want Ivan Tony because he's a proven Premier League goal scorer and he's back available again in mid-January. But Arsenal's problem is that Chelsea want him too and Chelsea always find the money. But Brentford probably won't want to sell because, you know, Brian and Buemo is going to be out for, for two or three months. They really need Ivan Tony around just to keep them in the Premier League. So the options for Arsenal are quite thin on the ground. They might do a loan, but 
that the proper option of signing a proper centre forward isn't open to them because they spent, I think it was over £200 million in the summer, so they haven't got that that headroom, like I say, to, to go and buy somebody in January to make the difference. I mean, if they, if they brought somebody in, it could be the difference between winning the title and not, but the longer they leave it without a striker, the, the more they're going to fall away. Right, so that's it. So it's all going to be down to Arteta now to try and work out how he can fix this problem in attack. How would you deal with it? How do you address that? Well, you saw what Fulham did. Uh, early balls into the box. I think, you know, too much back and forward and sideways and back and out the other side. And that's allowing teams to get back in and, and, and you know, make it difficult and sit deep for them. So I think they need to... I really feel they need to quicken up the play again. Yeah. I, I feel it's become a little pedestrian and a little, you know a little slow in the build-up and I just feel the need to inject a bit of pace into the game as well and again I think we have to see more of Trossard less of Havertz uh, to be honest in the starting 11 uh, and I agree with Mark in a sense I mean with two players that were really sought after in the summer it seemed was, was Mason Mount who's not a bad player but Man United were hell-bent on spending uh, a fair chunk of money on them and they, they, they themselves had restrictions in their spending ability and Arsenal and, and, and Kai Havertz, which, you know, Mikel Arteta had this thing in his mind that, that, that this is going to be the midfield that's going to take us to the next step. And it quite frankly hasn't been. Now, they're not a million miles off the top. Mm. Of course they're not. And this is not a disaster for them. But there's nothing that's shown, with, certainly with Havertz in the side, in this position, that they're any better than they were last year. So he's going to have to solve the midfield. If he can't solve the midfield, he won't win the Premier League because if the midfield's not functioning, the front line will not function. And think about it. The most successful team in, in, in England at the moment are Manchester City. They do not carry passengers. Yeah. If they have passengers, they're out the team. Somebody else comes in, the conveyor belt keeps going. If that person struggles, they're back out. So he's going to have to figure out who he can rely on and who he can't. You're not going to win the Premier League carrying one or two players. Manchester City don't do it and others don't. And if Arsenal continue to carry players like they are at the moment, it's quite simple. They're not going to win the title. Uh, Kieran, you were back in England. You, in fact, saw Kai Havertz score in the clash against Brighton. However, you look at games like today, and as Craig says, you know, he, he looks like a passenger. Yeah, I mean, he obviously missed the last game, but um, he was quiet today. He was quiet. I think... For me, if, if you're not going to go and get a, a striker and go all out offensively and just try and blow teams away, then Craig's right. You need to shore up the midfield um, and and just try to to shut up shot. They've they've kept one clean sheet, I think, in the last seven, which you know that's that's not the Arsenal that we've seen um, over the last eighteen months. So. You know, it's, it's probably the best idea to go and get someone like a, a Douglas Louise or... They haven't got know, any money, Kieran. They haven't got money. Yeah, but you can swap players. Oh, those guys. <laughs> you can swap players. There's deals to be done there for sure. For sure. You know, it's Emil Smith-Rowe. There's um, Eddie. There's there's other players. There's there's definitely deals to be done there, I think, in, in this window for, for, for something. But if, if I was to do anything, I, I would probably... I'll probably show up the midfield um, and just hope that in the second half of the season that, that Saka, um, Martinelli, Erdegaard come alive like they did last season um, and, and, and just manage to, to hit form at the right time. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be my... 
my hope. But, but it's up to him, it's up to the manager now, isn't it? I mean, he had lots of praise last year. I don't think anybody blamed him really for for Arsenal falling away at the end and City coming through like a train. I don't think anybody with any uh, common sense thought, oh, that was terrible from Mikel Arteta. They lost Saliba. They had some defensive problems. They had a smaller squad. They ran out of steam. They were the best team for quite considerable time. They, are, they aren't this year. They're just, they're just not the best team at this moment. They've had their little moments, but it's up to him now, isn't it? He's, 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 as Augie said, he's nailed his colours to the mast mm -hmm. with the budget. It is now up to him to solve the problems. That's what his job, ultimately, that's what his job is, right? At the same time, too, though, as, as much as you're talking about Arsenal need to show up their midfield, Rice, Rice are no regard, are two of the best midfielders in the league. And, and while, yes, we've, can, we've criticised Havertz and he had a decent spell going uh, up, up, until, up until now, you, you would think that Arteta would be able to do a lot with, with, with this midfield. I, I, I go back to Arsenal-Liverpool, and I, I remember pre-game just looking at, at, the, at the, Liverpool's midfield was Sobosly, Endo and Jones. And I thought, Arsenal are going to absolutely boss it in the middle of the park here, and anything could be further from the truth. Now... Why we could say yes, that show up the midfield. I, I think he had better personnel than Klopp had um, in a game that Arsenal should have lost. Um, so Arteta does have a lot of work to do that doesn't necessarily involve bringing new players in. Uh, Kieran, did you hear anything that's going on behind the scenes when you were there? Look, Dan, I wouldn't tell you if if I did, would I? All right, go on, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't trust you? Is that well, what I'm is? not going to tell anyone, am I? That's no, right. the, the only, the only, the only, the only thing I did here was um, was the Thomas, the Thomas party uh, thing needs to be needs to be addressed. So I don't know like what's going to happen with it, but you know we haven't seen him feature for a while now, and I think he's been such a big miss. I would hate to see him go, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think. To ask Deck to do a full season with the Champions League um, in that in that position is is just such a big ask. So you know that that could be something that's that might be addressed in January. We're not sending him to Arsenal's training ground anytime soon, are we? In some big budget ESPNFC <laughs> trip when he comes back and say, "What did you What did you learn? Yeah, what did you call him? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Nothing. You know, I wonder if, if there's any way they could push Declan Rice a little bit further forward. Then that might have a positive effect, but then he has done such a good job uh, in the main at covering for some... Can somebody. Jorginho come in? Can he play a role? That, that possibly could be something, but then, yeah, well, they've not been keeping clean sheets anyway, but I don't think that's down uh, so, much, so much to Declan Rice. I think you could argue he's been one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, but I don't think Martin Odegaard has certainly reached the standards that he did mm. last year. I mean, he's had little moments, little passes, but he hasn't really come up with the goods in the big games, I think that's one of the criticisms of Odegaard is that against some of the weaker teams, he's he, you know he, he gets all this time in the ball and he looks this flashy, but but really in, in the in the real big games or the tight games and games when the back their backs against the wall, certainly this season, it hasn't really come up with that killer pass or that winning goal as often I think as, as Arsenal fans would like or certainly they need him to do. But but this is intriguing. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a a hurdle for. Arteta to get over and, 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 and let's see which way he turns. And of course FA Cup coming up as well, the game live on ESPN Plus that will bring you um, will be of course Arsenal against Liverpool. This is not what you need Mark, is it if you're Arteta? No, I mean you have to question what sort of team will put out for that one as well because managers tend to rest players a little bit for the FA Cup but he probably needs to win it. I mean he needs to 
it needs to put some silverware on the, on the table now because a lot of money's gone in. If the, if the Premier League's out of the way, the Champions League is going to be a big, a big ass for Arsenal. It needs to do well in that competition. So <laughs> they are difficult times for Arteta. Arsenal are 10 points worse off after 20 games this season than last season. So right. that, that is a big drop. You know, I think that's the biggest drop in the Premier League. So he has to ask questions as to why that's the case. You know, Kieran's right, they've missed Thomas Party. You know, they've obviously had a few issues with recruitment. The goalkeeper situation's been a strange one. You know, Zinchenko looks out of his depth at left back. Could he be the guy in midfield that holds it? There's a defensive midfielder maybe that can answer that question. But he's got questions to, to answer, uh, Mikel Arteta. And I, there's just there's something missing. And it, I don't know what it is, whether... You know, I think they're missing a bit of uh, Granite Shaka's energy at times. I know he's gone there, but they, they just missed something from last season that they haven't quite replaced. And I think if you can't find that answer in the, in the January transfer window, whether it's moving people around, loans, whatever, they're going to struggle to finish top of the league. I, I, I really think that they, this last week has blown the title for Arsenal, to be honest, because they just dropped you know, eight points in three games. That's a lot to drop in in such a short space of time. Just a reminder, plenty of content over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go to ESPN FC and subscribe. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spurs will beat Bournemouth by three goals to one to end the year on a high. Uh, Saar would open the scoring for Postecoglou's side. Son and then Richarlison would make it 3-0. Bournemouth would get a late consolation, but in the end, it's Spurs who pick up all three points. Uh, it's quite the run they've put together. Overall, you know, you look at this game, a draw could have been fair considering the opportunities Bournemouth had, but Spurs obviously take the win. Well, Bournemouth, are, I think there was four straight wins coming in. They're, they're a good little side and Solanke up front is a handful and had quite a few chances uh, but ultimately this is far from Tottenham's best performance but well, you know three points for them and as Postacoglu reminded the uh, reporter after the game when he said he was one point off Arsenal he said yeah. well three points three points off the top uh, and when you think they are where they are with and see, people seem to get upset when you talk about the injuries and that that Tottenham have had and, but I think they have had it as bad probably them in Newcastle mm -hmm. now some of it is self-inflicted with their discipline problems mm -hmm. and, and, and the manager has, has noted that but, but when you think about you know one point behind Arsenal and where they are in the league with the problems they've had 
with selling Harry Kane, with a new manager coming in, and with basically at times, you know, again there with four fullbacks playing across the back four. I think it's an amazing job thus far. The thing is as well, and, and Foster Coglu keep in his conferences keep saying that they're they're building things, they're they're building something here. You know, roll the roll the clock back a, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, when these injuries are really taking hold. And Spurs continue to play this what at times felt like suicidal mm -hmm. high back line. And he just kept saying, This is who we are, this is what we're building. And now all of a sudden, Spurs have an identity. And even with those injuries, some of them coming back, um, but you know who Spurs are. They know who they are, most importantly, and they're getting results. And now all of a sudden, because they have an identity, and it's something we can't say about a lot of clubs in, in, in this league, um, they are playing to their strengths and, and getting results. Uh, how impressed have you been with Postacoglu since he's come in, Kieran? Oh yeah, really impressed. Really impressed. Shaka's right. They've 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 got a foundation now. They've got a foundation. They they've got an identity. Um, they they know who they are, and you know I, I don't worry about them long term this season. I don't think they've got enough to to well finish above Arsenal first of all, but also um, challenge for the title. Um, but really impressed. I mean, you have to give them credit after you know all of the setbacks that Spurs have had this season. Uh, with ownership and, and the, the, the debacle with Harry Kane. Um, super impressive him. Uh, meanwhile, of course, they're going to lose one of their key players uh, for at least a month with the Asian Cup kicking off. Mark, with Son going with our friend Jurgen Klinsmann to represent South Korea. Yeah, that's that's the big the big loss for Tottenham, isn't it? Because they have done so well without injured players. You know, Madison's still out, Van der Ven has been a big loss. I mean, and Harry Kane as well has been gone all season. But, you know, Son has really kind of carried the team at times. He's been... He's been their inspiration. He works so hard. He scores the goals. He leads. And I think if you're missing Son, that, that is a massive blow. So I do worry for Tottenham a little bit. I think they've done really well to maintain the situation they're in right now. But without their best player, that's going to be tough. But, you know, I'm looking at that fixture list. It's not the worst. Mm. You know, United away could be anything, but it's not the worst fixture list. So they might just get by. But he is a big loss. And, you know, he's one of the best players in the Premier League, Son. So you, any team would miss him, and especially the way he's playing this season. I'm actually one of, Tottenham are one of the teams I'm intrigued with what they're going to do in January, if anything, and, and the summer. And I tell you why for two reasons. One, the manager has proven at other clubs that he's able to go out and, and sort of pick players that are under the radar. He did it at Celtic and he's done it elsewhere. It's a different ball game in the Premier League. Have we got the Boston Strangler on the show tonight? And the other side of it is, is like, you know, Van de Ven was under the radar, you know, and in all fairness, Madison's a good player. How many others were out there to take him? Yeah. Uh, Madison. How many of the big teams were going to say, well, yeah, we'll take, we'll take Madison? So I think between the recruitment and maybe the knowledge of different markets for, uh, for Postacoglu, which are going to be cheaper for Tottenham, and we know Daniel Levy will absolutely love that. Then I'm, I'm intrigued if they're going to do anything in January, and uh, whether it's going to be under the radar players and, and and how that's going to take them forward. And I don't know how long it is to Van de Ven and others came back, but but that will certainly be huge for them. And if these players do come back and they can get through this period where where possibly you know Sars away and and and, and Sons away, uh, and they're still in a very good position. Who knows? The top four could be a could, could be a could be could be there for them. 
But if they do start to falter and they continue with the injuries and the suspensions and the self-inflicted suspensions, then the top four is going to, I think, in the end, just be too much for them. Uh, if you take a look at it, uh, six to five, they are the outsiders when compared to uh, the rest of those teams you expect to be in the top four. In fact, it's as it stands, Aston Villa, I suppose, the big talking point there, Shaq. Yeah, I, I, listen, it's, it's really tough to call from from Spurs on up, four have to fit into that five. I'm, I'm sticking with the four that I chose. I think Spurs just miss out, but... Can you remember the four that you chose? Yeah, the top, the top four. Is the, is I'm the sure four. you would have had Newcastle in your top four. We were talking a week or two ago. Oh, right? <laughs> yesterday. I left yeah. a long time ago. Uh, no, the Newcastle, I left Newcastle a long time ago. I, I said... I, yeah, I start, we're talking about the start of the season here. No, I can't. Oh, no, it doesn't count. Uh, Mark, to Craig's point, can they do, will they do any business in January? I don't think they'll do much. I, I think, again, Tottenham are one of these clubs that, I mean, we know that they don't do a lot of business in January, but I, I just think that they haven't got the funds and they have got people coming back. That I think Daniel Levy will look at it and say, look, you've got five or six people coming back maybe end of January, beginning of February, don't know, after all of the squad. So if you're getting Van der Ven, you're getting Madison back, you're getting all the international duty players back, that's five or six players. So I, I don't see Tottenham rushing into the market, but I think they'll wait until the summer. And that's what most well-run clubs do and I think, I think Tottenham are in that bracket they're a well-run club and I don't think they'll panic in January uh, Shaq, if you do a power rankings of managers most likely to win a fight how high would Ange be? <laughs> oh, he's right up there Yeah I'm not sure, I'm not sure who, who beats Ange in, in, in this fight He looked angry He did He's been well-behaved up to this point hasn't Yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah very much so this is <laughs> he, was, he was right up for this Yeah Look at the poor fourth official he's like, I give up Got the, he's, got the, he's got the fist clenched at this yeah, point. Look at that. The point <laughs> of this. I love it. Who was up? We were discussing this. Sean Dyche probably up there. I think it would be extremely no. wrong of us to talk about managers uh, getting in fisticuffs. I think it's great conversation. Well, I, but, but now that, now that you've got Roy Hodgson at the bottom, yeah, obviously. Roy, Roy's, Roy's not going to... Uh, Roy's a bit long and the tooth for that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't think there's any doubt that, that, that Sean Dyche and, and Postacoglu are, are definitely up there. I mean, Eddie Howe's not really on the... No, he's no. not. Uh, Pep. No, I no, no. Even Klopp, you know, he's... Klopp's getting, a lover, not a fighter. You know, those, those, those teeth, you know, these... What the in the way of his fists? You know, this dentist in Liverpool, <laughs> those big teeth. You know what I mean, so... Uh, Mark, are you thrown in there? Uh, I think Vincent Kompany could handle himself. He's got oh, a yeah. bit of... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Big centre-half. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Vinny Kompany might be able to handle himself. Yeah, there's not too no, many others. wouldn't get involved, would he, Kieran? <laughs> no, no. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't like it. He, doesn't, he, only likes, he only likes being on the floor. He only likes it on the floor. <laughs> So, what? 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 He's a grappler. He's a grappler. Oh, he's a grappler. That's your name. Rob Edwards, though. Rob Edwards might have a shot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could throw yeah. Rob Edwards in there. Oh, Shaka, there you are. Power rankings. All right. Okay. Managers <laughs> most likely to win a fight. There's a few. Now that you come to think of it, there's a few weaklings, isn't there? there there's a few. A few weaklings in there. Who else you got? Gary O'Neill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't fancy him. Moyes. No. Yeah. Right, anyway, um, the FA Cup is live on ESPN Plus uh, throughout uh, the week. Just a reminder, every single match uh, will be available on ESPN Plus, all 32 games. Just some highlights here. Uh, Spurs against Burnley on uh, Friday. We could see... Oh, Cumbly. there's another one. Could see coming. Unai Emery. No, he's not in no, there. Unai Emery's oh, not there. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs>
Sunderland against Newcastle on Saturday. And Kieran... Oh, here's another one. Yeah. Eric Ten Hag. No chance. Oh. Now, he's, you can blow him over with a paper bag. <laughs> and then it's Arsenal against Liverpool. Kieran's uh, coming to Bristol, Connecticut. What a treat, oh. a treat for us. Is he bringing the heavy breathing with him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 11.30 <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> Keep looking around behind me. Somebody's like... Uh, just a reminder, there's plenty of content over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go to ESPN oh, well, being told, and subscribe. It's not actually Kieran, oh. who's the heavy breather. Oh, who is but it? We're blaming him. Right. It's, apparently it's Augie. Blame Kieran. Uh, right then. <laughs> New Year's Day in the Premier League. At Old Trafford, we'll see Liverpool about. take on Newcastle at Anfield. Uh, should we take a look at the predictions that everybody what, has? Was it got? between managers fighting? What, well, was it? Everyone thinks Liverpool is going to win, even ex Newcastle player, mayor of Newcastle, doctorate at Newcastle University, Shaka Hiss. Don't jinx them, Dan. That's yeah, what it is, remember? I see. You need to get us. What's the local rag in Newcastle? Chronicle. You need to get in the Chronicle more often, a bit like Nickel gets in the echo. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool makes, makes him very angry when he said, I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. <laughs> Not in that way. You, uh, you've given up on them. It's tough, they're having a tough time. Yeah, it's, it's hard a tough to put time. an argument up for them at the moment. Yeah, it's, it? I mean, I'm not exactly 100% how many are back from yeah. injury and fit because they've had a, a bad time. We've sort of talked about that, it's been very well documented. But, but they really, at least they have to be, you know, at least they have to be somewhat competitive in this game because if they get taken to the cleaners here yeah. by this Liverpool side, it's going to be more questions for Eddie Howe. Kieran, did you ever have a run like Trippier is having? Like, how do you get over that? Yeah, of course. Part of the game. It's part of the game. Uh, but I think he's a top player. And um, I like his mentality. I like the way he spoke in his interview. He was honest about it. Um, I think if you come clean about, you know, when you're not in form, um, it, actually helps, it actually helps you individually. Um, so I think with Newcastle, though, it's, you know, for me, they're, they're, I enjoy watching Newcastle. You know, they, they are exciting, but they're, they're an adrenaline team and they, they, they have to be right at it and the fans have to be, you know, bang on to them. And, it, and it, if they are, they're a real force, but they've lost the adrenaline a little bit for me. Um, and, it, you know, normally they, they'll blow teams away early doors, but if they don't, then, you know, they have to rely on their quality and it's not as, as, as good as... Um, you know, we, we, we've seen it to be before the, all of the injuries. So, um, you know, the, the, they're doing all right. But for me, they're, they're, they're going to get beaten this weekend. It's oh, good. If you want the adrenaline taken out, you come to Bristol. There you are. Last day of 2023, the adrenaline is, is pumping. It's, it's pumping high ahead of our big night tonight. It's only him and I working over this. Well, like, what am I doing? What am I, chop liver? Uh, something. Uh, right. I don't know what it is. Uh, Mark, it's going to be an interesting few weeks for Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah, they'll, they'll try and get people in. I think Calvin Phillips is one that they're looking at. You know, it's, it's obviously got no future at Man City. It's whether it's whether Man City would let him go to a rival. But I guess Newcastle aren't really in that bracket now that they've had such a, a poor run of form. So they'll, they'll need to get people in. But, you know, they had such a good season last year. They, they, they overperformed last season, qualified for the Champions League. So it's always going to be difficult to, to kind of replicate that. But they've got a massive FA Cup tight at the weekend, Sunderland away, which it, on paper they should win that. But it's a derby game. It's a massive derby game. If they lose that game then that could really set in a bit of a tailspin. I mean, that, that Eddie Howe's all right at the minute. I don't think there's any issues with Eddie Howe and the fans, but if they lose at Sunderland, that could set things off in a bad direction. So it is a big week and it's, they just need players back. But I think get players back, get a couple in and beat Sunderland, I think they'll be okay. 
Um, I don't think Guardiola would stand in Phillips' way, would he? Really? I mean... To Newcastle, I, I would. Uh, so. You know, I, I mean, he has to understand. And he, he, he's talked about... He's even mentioned that uh, the Man City manager said, look, he just, just sort of doesn't fit. I, mean, I thought he did, but, but, but he doesn't. And, you know... He, there's a there's a guy and he's you know I'm not suggesting he's the he's the best midfielder in, in England but he's certainly a good midfielder mm. and he's too good to be sitting there getting as little game time as he is and that would be an interesting one seeing him go into a place like Newcastle and allow Gomez to go and maybe a little bit more freedom to go and play and I think I, I would like to see him get a move to try and reignite his career uh, to, to, to Augie's point about. City not wanting him to go to a rival, just given how good Calvin Phillips was at least before he arrived at City, I think he goes to a team near the top of the table. I, I don't think he goes to somebody in the bottom three. Mm. I, I think some of the bigger clubs in the league would, would be interested. So inevitably, it will be a rival or, or, or close enough. Um, it will... We'll, go after Calvin Phillips. Uh, we will, of course, be looking back at Liverpool against Newcastle on the next edition of the show. Craig, you'll be here, again. obviously. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> no, I'm not here tomorrow. Oh, Stevie will be here, grumpy yeah. about oh, something. There he is. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Meanwhile, Manchester United fans have plenty of reasons to be grumpy at the moment. We mentioned this yesterday. They've lost uh, nine of their opening 20 Premier League games. That's the, the most since 1989. They've scored 22 goals. Uh, that's the fewest by Manchester United in the Premier League at this stage ever. 21 loss in all competitions. That's the most since 1972. And their loss against Forest yesterday is the first since 1994. This is why Mark Ogden is really on today. To cheer, positive. To cheer everybody up, <laughs> give them some light. Why do FC only hire people that hate United? Oh, like Rob Dawson and it's Augie. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Not me, obviously. Yeah. No, obviously uh, no. not. Uh, Mark, what would you like to say that's new that maybe we haven't heard before after what you saw yesterday? Well, listen, you only ever ask me on when they lose, so that's all the time. That's why I'm always <laughs> on the show. So. No, listen, I was, I, was, I was at the game yesterday, and it's really hard to find positives. And Alejandro Ganacho has been a positive this season. I think he's done well, um, and that's about it. I mean, it was just watching them and, and speaking to Ten Hag after the game, he, his answers to questions are just not convincing. You know, you ask him why, why they're making the same mistakes, why they're conceding the same goals as they've been you know, The second goal yesterday was the same as they conceded at Galatasaray against Nottingham Forest at the start of the season, against Bayern Munich, you know, a breakaway where they've got so many people up front. And that goal, though, we just seen that there's not, they're defending on the edge of the box. But his answers for it are just nonsensical that, oh, when you, when you get players injured, you, you lose the, the kind of the, the pattern of play and understanding. You know, every team gets injured. We spoke about Postacoglu and Tottenham, you just get on with it. So I, I don't quite know what Ten Hag's doing or where we're going with it, but I just think that, you know, the, those numbers, you know, he's trending worse than David Moyes was in his season at United now. You know, David Moyes has gone, back, gone on to do a great job at West Ham. He's won a trophy, one, one of the most respected managers in the Premier League. You can't knock him for that, but his time at Man United was probably the low point since Alex Ferguson retired, but Eric Ten Hag's team this season is doing worse than David Moyes was at the same stage. So. I don't know how you defend that. He's got a good squad there and he's not getting anything out of it. So, 
yeah, I'm sorry, but I can't think of much more positive to say than the fact that there's not a lot of positive things to say. Oh, no, that's for... Have you, <laughs> Kieran, they're a mess, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're a mess. They're a mess. It's... Um, it's getting embarrassing. I mean, they play, they play like a, a, a team that's they've never met each other. Um, I, I just can't believe the lack of control that they have in their games. There's there's just no one that settles the game down. The players just lack confidence individually. The ball gets played up to United's back four, and no one wants to even try and bring the ball down and just try and like calm things down a little bit and, and gain control. They kind of they just hoof the ball into the stands, and when you do small things like that at places like Forest. The crowd pick up on it and it just becomes chaotic and the whole game is, the, the, all of United's games are just chaotic. Without the ball, there's there's holes everywhere throughout the team. They look vulnerable. The, the players don't look like they know what they're going to do before they get the ball. And then the, the players around that player that has the ball, they don't know what that player's going to do either. And it's, um, it's just really weird to see. I don't see any patterns of play. Um, it's, it's alarming. I think they're probably going to have their worst Premier League season in history, I reckon. Um, he, he must be on thin ice. I feel like if they don't win against Wigan, then it's um, going to be trouble. They're absolutely hopeless, aren't they? I mean, there's no way out of it. Uh, I don't know, Augie, did we get any clarification from Ten Hag after the game about the minor substitution at halftime? Yeah, he said he was tired. He said he's, uh, he's played too many games in, in a week. So uh, that's, that was the justification. But he's 19 years old. He should be able to play, I'd imagine, three games in a week. So uh, you know, the one thing that really struck me last night was the, the lack, of, lack of togetherness. So there was an incident in the second half where Morgan Gibbs-White, he, he basically went through Scott McTominay and then got up and did the same thing to Johnny Evans. And the players just accepted it. There was no sense of... United players going after Morgan Gibbs-White, pushing and shoving him and ganging up. And like, like teams that have got a togetherness do. It was just this kind of meek surrender to a, a player that's failed to, that badly failed to their players. And I was thinking back to the, the, the good United teams when there'd be five or six players surrounding Gibbs-White and, and basically saying, you know, what are you doing? And it was none of that. And it's, they're just all looking for somebody else to take charge, somebody else to show some leadership and responsibility. And it's, it's just not there. That's incredible. He was tired. Yeah. I mean, he was... It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more. Hold on, hold on. He played him. He didn't know he was tired. He didn't know he was tired before the game. He didn't talk to the boy. See how you feeling? I'm feeling great, Gaffer. I want to play. I'm 19. I'm confident. I'm a good young player. You, you've seen it. I'm, I, you talk to him, right? It took you 45 minutes at Nottingham Forest. It's not. It's not Man United, Liverpool. It's not end to end, right? It's not. It's not that big pressure pressure cooker atmosphere it was a good atmosphere but you know it's a game they should dominate but I think more as well as results and I think Kieran mentioned it and you know I've mentioned this before when you're getting dominated with, by the teams that they are home and away it's time for an exit it's time for a different strategy and I think now that this investment is coming in and I know Augie's talked about who's going to make decisions somebody's going to have to make decisions and whether we like it or not Yes, if you can get rid of a bunch of these players in one hit and get them in a big truck and get them out and say, you've gone, you're never going to play for United again, that would be ideal. But it's going to have to start at the top. Right. And it's going to have to start with the manager. Unfortunately, that's just the way the cookie crumbles in this business. You know, players have long contracts. They stay, they have a value, they have a transfer value. Managers, it's about paying them off. And, you know, we know United were paying salaries and they might still be paying salaries for some managers that they've already sacked. But, but that's where they are. And I think they will have to start 
And this new investment, they will have to start with the manager and make a statement. The, the argument has always been there's not another manager out there who will get a tune out of these players. And I, I, almost as, as a defence for Ten Hag. But more and more on each passing week and each passing press conference, you, you start to feel, well... I, I, we should try somebody else, you yeah. know, at, at what point? And, and to, to the, the substitution of Manu, I, I, I do not believe he was tired or substitute because he was tired any more than I believe Ten Hag when he said he was leaving out Varane for tactical reasons. That just makes absolutely no sense, no sense to me. A couple of days ago, we sat here and praised Manchester United for who they were against Aston Villa, how they used their wide players, I, I playing to their strengths. Now, a couple of days later, albeit, okay, Hoyland's out and... and uh, uh, Anthony has to come in. That, that's another topic all, all on its own. Um, and you have absolutely no idea who Manchester United are. In, in, in just the same way we're talking about Spurs and their identity, what is Manchester United's? I have absolutely no idea what Ten Hag is, is trying to do. So while you may want to defend him and say, well, nobody can get a tune out of, out of, this, out of this team, they, they, they have no identity. He, the excuses he offers are just... Not at all plausible. Players he signed have regressed. Anthony Amrabat is a player I thought would come in and do an outstanding job. Anything but. Everywhere you look, I just think that Ten Hag has failed this season. Last season, I thought he did a great job. This season, it has it, left me with a real head scratcher as to what value he as a manager is bringing. But, but, but his rhetoric has been like this, and, and Augie touched on his, his rhetoric's not making sense, but it, Nothing. it hasn't made sense since, day, since match day one. Wolves at home. Yep. Made no sense then, after that game, when they were outplayed and they got these huge decisions that went the way and... He waffled on about how they were the correct decisions when every, even United fans were going, oh, we, we got away with that one. Look, without harping on about other managers, if you only look at two clubs that are up there in Tottenham and Aston Villa and say, you, when United look at that and say, we can't get a better tune out of these players, you only have to look at those two clubs and say, well, these two managers did. And have done. Simple as that. Uh, Mark, you've been on before. You said nothing's going to happen, uh, certainly in the short term, until the takeover is confirmed. What about players who could leave in January? Uh, Varane, of course, his contract ends in the summer. Will they try and offload him now? Obviously, heavily linked to Real Madrid. Yeah, I, I, that's a difficult one because obviously they're not going to renew his contract, so he can leave on a free transfer in the summer. But they do need bodies around. You know, they need they need the manpower there. So I think they'd only get rid of Varane if if the offer was so good that they, they couldn't turn it down. I think Jaden Sancho is obviously one that they're trying to get rid of. Mm. And I think, you know, I think Borussia Dortmund are semi-interested there, but I think it'd have to be on their terms because, you know, he's on big wages and he costs a big fee. Victor Lindelof, they've just renewed his contract, given an extra year, which that is purely a business decision. But you could argue the fact that he was out of contract next summer that would have been better just to get rid of him because he's not very good. But they've given an extra year's contract to hope that somebody will buy him. But I think that is a kind of a false economy because if they can't sell him in the summer, they've got another year wages of Victor Lindelof to, to sell. So, you know, you could go through the squad. There's so many players they could get rid of, but they do need people in the squad. So I think it's going to be a fairly quiet window. I mean, who, who would sign Anthony Martial? But he can go. He's got six months left in his contract. But again, who's going to take him? So they haven't really got a lot of people who you would regard as saleable assets. They've just got a lot of dead wood that they're trying to get rid of. But other clubs aren't stupid. They're going to either wait till they're free agents or they're just not going to touch them because they're on such such big wages. But just to the point of the manager, Dan, we were talking about, about Ten Hag, things are changing now because we have seen that Dave Brailsford, who's the director of sport for Ineos, has been at the last two games. 
It was Sanis and Felix Ferguson last night. Now he's going to be on a three-man board with with Sir Jim Ratcliffe and, and Joel Glazer. So he he he's basically going to be Eric Ten Hag's boss. I think the reality is that the clock is ticking now for Ten Hag. Unless he gets performances and results better. He keeps saying, when players are back fit, we'll get results. We'll be better when players are back. Well, he's basically giving himself that test now to make sure that happens. And I think by the time that the NES deal is fully ratified by beginning of February, he'll have had a month to say, look, you've had your players fit. What are the results? But ultimately, I think that because there isn't a real array of talent out there, I don't think Graham Potter's the man for Man United, despite him being favourite. The best thing is, this season's gone. Let him see out the season, let him get to the point where he can't save himself and then season ends, get rid, start again. Because if you do it mid-season when there's not really a, a, a replacement there, it's just self-defeating. We saw that with Ralph Rannick. So I do think we're going to have a, a turbulent six months ahead. But in terms of January, it's going to be a lot of dead wood that they can't get rid of. Um, just overall in January, away from Manchester United, what are you expecting in the market, Mark? I don't really see any big deals. I, it, I mean, managers will tell you they don't like signing players in January, and there's not there really isn't a lot of money to go around. I mean, the big the big one, I suppose, in Europe is Mbappe. Mbappe's contract ends in the summer. Real Madrid are desperate to get him. Do they wait until the end of the season when he'd be a free agent, or do they worry that he might end up being tempted by the Premier League and all the money that's there in the summer when you know the, the Premier League prize when he gets paid out? But I, I, I don't see Mbappe going in January. I don't see any major major deals happening. I, th I think Ivan Tony is the one, but that depends on whether Brentford look at the equation and think, if we let Ivan Tony go, do we stay up? And that's 50-50 right now because Mbwemo's injured. So I think it might be a quiet January, but there'll be a lot of low-level deals. But the, the bad deals are the ones that are done in the last week of the window, the last day of the window. And, and we tend to see quite a lot of those, don't we? Uh, to keep up to date, by the way, for all those latest transfers... Well, the uh, ones that are not happening. Well, certainly something's going to happen, No, it won't. It? I'll tell you nothing. Yes, it will. Zero. Someone will go somewhere. No, they won't. Someone will do something. <laughs> well, make sure it's when I'm and, the, off. and the best way to find out who is going to do that thing is to go over to the Transfer Talk website. Oh, God. Uh, lots of championship games uh, for you tomorrow on ESPN Plus. Sunderland take on Preston, Plymouth against Watford, and it's Sheffield Wednesday against Hull City. Uh, meanwhile, of course, it's 2024 tomorrow, and to mark the occasion, we thought we'd get some bold predictions uh, for yeah. the new year. No transfers January. No transfers January's one. No, uh, no. What, what, what is your one? I don't know what it is. Well, I was given it deep thought until I was told everybody else had stole my ideas. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Oh. Uh, my bold prediction is that Bayern are going to be dethroned this year. Leverkusen are not, oh, wow. they're not going to morph into Borussia Dortmund and bottle it. Chabi Alonso's Leverkusen are going to go all the way. Yes. And Harry Kane and oh. Bayern Munich. Oh, no. Harry. <laughs> you know what they're going to win? Diddly squat because they're already. How do you say that in German? <laughs> Zip. Oh, <no. laughs> Diddly squat. Oh, wow. That's my. Dethroned. Oh, Dethroned. Take that, Derek Ray. Wow, well, mate, we got. What's it? Why are you shouting at me? Why are you shouting at me? You're the Bundesliga guy. Pass that message on. Okay. Uh, Mark, what's your bold prediction? <laughs> well, it's not that bold considering how they played yesterday, but I think Luton Town might stay up. I think that. Of the three teams that came up last season, they showed us a real fight. And even yesterday, when they were 3 0 down to Chelsea, they almost pulled it level. You know, they ended up losing 3 2. And I just think they've, they've shown some real kind of spirit. They've got Kenilworth role playing to their advantage. And, you know, they've done well in the market. You know, you know Ross Barkley and Andros Townsend, good experienced Premier League players, have made a difference. So I, I think they're not that far, you know, they're only a point behind. I, I think that Brentford and Palace are looking vulnerable. So I think, I think Luton could stay up.
Here's one for you. Well, it's not your turn. Well, I'm going again. <laughs> Augie is going to write a positive man you no, call him. No, it's no, not. No, no, it's not. No, no. All right, next. More likely to get <laughs> Give me some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, what's your bold prediction? I feel bad now because I went for Man United's lowest points tally. And, uh, uh, what is their lowest, lowest points tally? Is what is their lowest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think their lowest was 62. Okay. Oh, All right. I better guess. That, that, that number has been plucked from the air. Uh, <laughs> let's, no, just, it let's just multiply the 31 they're on now. Let's just multiply that by two. Not a lot of prep going on. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you know these things, don't you? Um, I can't remember. It was, it was the Randy and Solskjaer season, but before Ten Hag came in and cleaned up the mess. Oh. So, uh, there we go. Was yeah. it 62? 60 something. Uh, there we go. What about you? I went for this runner manager whose name I can't remember. Michelle. Well, take over for Xavi. Research. What? What is it? <laughs> yeah, at least, at least try a tap, will you? What? Your own manager whose name I don't know. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember. I said, only, said I, I looked it up, but no, I forget. He will be the he will be the next Barcelona manager this okay. year. He'll be Barcelona this season. That's that's right. He's so not this season. Not this season. season. And can you name not the Barcelona manager in the summer? Ah. Name the Barcelona. Um, and that's your bold prediction. What's that's your my bold, bold prediction, prediction then? Bold my mad. bold prediction is that England are going to win the Euros. <laughs> Saw that. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I knew good. you'd go for that. You know it won't happen. It might do. Ah, uh, well, you know. Uh, what story. chance of Augie writing a positive article? Well, I don't think so. There they are. <laughs> there you go. There you are. In all the glory. There you are. Michel Jack. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one. Yeah. Beautiful. There we go. Michael. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, La Liga's back very, very soon. In fact, it's back this week after a mini winter break. Action returns on Tuesday. Uh, three games for you, then on Wednesday. Great doubleheader for you. Real Madrid against Mallorca and Girona take on Atletico Madrid. Then on Thursday, Barca away against Las Palmas. All those games are available on ESPN+. Uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Mark, what are you going to do now? It's what? 11 o'clock? Where oh. you on? I think I might go to bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before the fireworks. Put on your Manchester United pyjamas and off to bed. Yeah. Uh, lovely. We'll say thank you very much to Mark. Kieran's going to hang around, though, as are Shaka and Craig, as they'll be answering your questions on Extra Time, uh, which is coming up now. Welcome in then to the latest edition of yes. Extra Time. Right, Karen, what are you saying? Huh? What were you saying then? No, I was talking to the lady. Uh, to, to the lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt. a <laughs> 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 conversation. It's always something. Uh, That's one of the highlights of the year, uh, isn't it? Uh, Can I go for a pee now? <laughs> 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 that was epic time, wasn't it, Kieran? They got for streamy. You haven't called that before. Sorry, no, I'm like, how are we getting onto this subject? <laughs> hey, I could have, we could have had some beers tonight on this. I don't think we're allowed to do that. I've got them in the car. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. Otherwise known as the fridge. Perfect, yeah, very nice. You know, in the car, hopefully it's the temperature is ambient for them. Good, right, yes, <laughs> wonderful. I don't care about extra time. My beers are cold. Uh, Kieran, are you out in Miami tonight? Oh, God. I'm going to watch some fireworks. Do you want to have a look? Do you reckon I can show you? Ashton oh, Messi's. There you are. Load out. Right, here we go. Oh, where's he? Look at this. Oh. Inside the Kieran's house. Oh. 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 Oh.
Look at you. Very nice. Hey, are you not going to go out, though? Not too, not too shabby. All right. No. Yeah. Oh, he's done well for himself. Who's <laughs> that council flat to me? <laughs> uh, Kieran, how confident are you now about your bet with Stevie? Do you want to back out? What was the bet? $50 that uh, Arsenal would win the league? $50 that Arsenal would win the league. Um, no, still a long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm all good. There you are. Perfect. Uh, will, a long way to go. Uh, will yeah. Craig reconsider his statement on Arsenal being better defensively than Liverpool, given Arsenal's recent form? Uh, no, the body shake. No. You know, I've never heard you backtrack on anything you've said. Yes, I oh, do. My, my earpiece popped out again. Oh, yeah. That's karma. Hey, oh, yeah. Do you want to even get him to fix it? The, yeah, go uh, on, fix that for me, Craig. Just put that in. Is him doing that yesterday? Put that in. What's oh, that? Oh, oh, yeah. Stevie. Is he going to help him? No. Come on, but I can't hear anything. You can't. Sod off. Oh, you see, you see. Uh, I'm going to zoom in myself. It's all a different. Just not. They've had a blip. Would Kieran be open to play under a six-month contract for Arsenal with us having no other option at left back? God, that's desperate. I get it. Oh, God, God that is really desperate. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if Zinchenko can't do the job, then, uh, you know, what's, what am I going to do? Oh. Uh, how was England, mate? Did you have a good time? It was great. It was wholesome. It was wholesome. Wholesome? Caught up with, caught up with a lot of the boys. Went to, went to the Brighton game, yeah. which was... Better than the West Ham game, I guess. So yes, um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Quite with Wilsh, Welbs. Um, went to went to Winter Wonderland. Oh, on your which own. Was interesting. Where's that? No, no, no. Big, big, big group of us. There was loads of Christmas, loads of the boys' Christmas parties in there. Right. All the teams. Is, it, is saw, there a kids' place? Mold. Well, Winterland. Yeah. That's that's the one in London. Yeah. There was a big ride got stuck today. Oh really? Yesterday there was left, hopefully people are all right, but they were left dangling. Oh no, that's not good, is it? On one of those whatever you call it. Oh, there we are. Catapult. Did you go on that ride, Kieran? No, no, no. There we go. No. Uh, Kieran, do you think Arsenal should pursue Anthony Robinson for left back position during the January transfer period? Is he good enough to take that step to a bigger club? Um, you know what? I feel like the the, the left back position, you know, with Sinchenko, I think the reason why he hasn't been probably at his best this year is because is actually because of Granit Xhaka. So I think that if that position is addressed, um, you know, it's, it's hard to find a, a you know another Granit Xhaka. But he, the reason why Zinchenko was so good last season was because. You know, he filled in that role and it allowed Granite uh, to cover a lot more ground across the, the middle of the park. And so there's certain situations now that Zinchenko will get himself into because, in my opinion, Granite isn't there. So I feel like if that position is addressed, we don't need to address the left-back position at all. Craig, what would you do if you were Sir Jim Radcliffe, Ineos, to help United improve and find consistency? Uh, what would I do? It depends on if I had an unlimited tranche of money, I would just get rid of Sancho and Anthony and Martial and take the pittance that you're going to get offered for them and and get get that clean sweep done as quick as you can, which is probably not going to happen. But 
That would be ideal, wouldn't it? That's an ideal scenario, isn't it? To yes. get all the... Yes. These... As you described, put them all in a truck. <laughs> well, that's a, you know, if you could get away with that, yeah. But the trouble is, like, these players are going to be on such high wages and yeah. nobody's going to take that on either. So even if you just, you know, give them away or next two, you're going to be lumbered with a percentage of their wages. They've just got themselves in an What was it Casemiro said when he came in and gave him a five-year deal and he told some of his teammates at Real Madrid, I can't believe what they're paying me here. Yeah. Yeah. And the length of contract. Varane's on 385 grand a week. Yeah. Varane. They've only got one cent and a half that they actually want. Yeah. Lissandro Martinez. Yes. And he's injured. The rest of the centre-halves, they don't want. Shaq, a percentage chance of Tottenham winning the league? Winning the league? Zero. Zero? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, OK. Two. What's the chance of them finishing higher than Arsenal? Ooh. 30. 30? Just yeah. to annoy Kieran? A little bit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's, he's living large. <laughs> well, he's showing off. That's what he's doing. Uh, for Shaq, would you have still been a keeper today, or would you choose a different position? But the position chose me. Yes, yeah, I, th I think that's the fact that every goal is the same. Yeah, you know the same. Yeah. I was a striker. Right. The position chose me. Okay. So you would go back and be a goalkeeper again? Why not? Right, yeah, why not? He's too lazy to play outfield anyway. That's a lot of running. What was everyone's favourite place they lived during their playing days? Uh. Warsash, Southampton. Warsash? Yes. Southampton? Yes. Loved it. Why didn't you live in Portsmouth? Huh? You played for Portsmouth, Jack. Couldn't find, I couldn't. Mm. Just been looking for a house and found one in Wasatch. That's all. Why are you looking in Portsmouth? We looked. Yeah. We looked everywhere. Right. Found that one. Yeah. That's all. No, Southampton's much nicer than Portsmouth. Isn't but it? Uh, that's debatable. Yeah. No, I lived there for a few years. Lovely. I'm Very not, nice. I'm not debating that. There must yeah. be nice areas in Portsmouth, though. Very nice areas. I'd imagine so. No, they're not. Yes, there are. No. <laughs> Very nice areas. Okay. All right. I've been to Milton. No, no, that's a difficult one. Kieran, what about you? Miami. Miami? Yeah, yeah. Miami. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. There you are. You alright? What are you doing? My me, me, me mic pack's too tight. <laughs> What's that doing? What's your mic pack tight? I've got it rammed down my belt. Oh, I oh, see. And there isn't much room. Tires. Spit this bit. The spear tyres rubbing on, rubbing what on tires? the tyres. Tyres. <laughs> no tyre around you, there. You can't hide it with that black. Like you. That, that top isn't, isn't black enough to hide those spare tyres. What tyre? <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm a finally. Where did, wait, where did you like to live? Where did you prefer? I, well, I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed Hartford. Hart right? Shut up. I enjoyed North London. Okay. Right. <laughs> Child's Hill, Crickerwood Lane. I enjoyed Hertfordshire, London Colney, Chenley. I enjoyed. The south side of Glasgow, oh, Newton Mearns. It's just one place. We don't need a. And then I enjoyed Wikipedia. where I moved here from, West Bridgeford, Nottingham. Right. What? That's, that's everywhere you've lived. Yeah, that's everywhere you lived. And I, everywhere I've lived, they, they, they're very thankful. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> thankful when you left. Uh, but, Craig, how will you be celebrating the new year? And will you be, oh, will you be cheering Don with a beverage such as Don's new favourite, red wine and Coke? Yeah, we still piping on about that. I know. Last night. It's, uh, Don has discovered red wine and coke. That's a thing? Yes, it is a thing, apparently. I didn't even know that was a thing. No. No, but it's... It, it does uh, Kieran, have you had that before? No. No. Never. No, why would you? The only, the only place you should have that is over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you can put it in a glass, and then you pour it over... The, whoever's going to drink it, you pour it over their head. Yep. I mean, honestly. 
red wine, and that's just what a numpty. No. People got quite passionate about it though on Twitter, weren't they? What? Yeah. People are like, oh, you know, it's really good. It's a tradition in different places. I have never heard about that in my life. Yeah, there you go. It's no I've, surprise. I've been to many places. The two, the, the Nico and Don, the two of them have played for Liverpool. No, I'm not going to go there. Wow. Yeah, I was wondering yeah, where you're going. Those two. Right. Tonight, early to bed. Well, be late for me. Right. Will you stay up for midnight? Not a chance. No. <laughs> Absolutely not a chance. No. I can't. Well, you'd have to put me in a life support machine. There's no chance I'm staying up. What if we have to put you in a life support sleeping. <laughs> I don't know, I just said that. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one at home just in case. It's New Year's Eve, get it out. Here we go. <laughs> I should have given it to you when you went on your trip with him. Oh, well, yes, exactly. We should, he, oh, could you just give it to him? <laughs> Yeah, when he, was his, when he was going down with his three months holiday with a big grin on his face. Uh, no, I'll be in bed about, I reckon. Uh, if I get to 10.30 tonight, I'll hey, be Hey, that's alright. Kieran, will you be on your own? Yeah, I'm on my own. Oh, watching fireworks in the balcony. So how come you're on your own? I live here by myself. Yeah? Alright. Dumped again. I might pop to the local just for Craig. I'll stay up to 12.01. I, by the yeah. way, if I was on my own, I don't know, if you, I don't know I'm not going to get into your situation because I don't know, right? This I don't know. This can only end well. No, 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 no. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the scenario is, oh, let's just say you're on your own. Right, which Onsville. is? Which is? Onsville. Yes. No trackers. No. Uh, <laughs> And he's, and he's saying, I might go to the local for one. Yeah. He lives in Miami. Right. Come on, you'd be at a bar, wouldn't you? Would you? No? No, it sounds if you were, No, no, I don't mean if you were on your own and, like, your wife was working or something. I mean, if you were on your own or, like, you're just single. <laughs> no, you'd be out, wouldn't you? Yeah, Kieran, where are you? Where are you going out going, ta-ta-ta-ta? He's going to bar somewhere. What age is he? Why don't you go out courting? No wonder he's single. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Uh, New Year's resolution. Karen, yours obviously to find love. New Year's resolution. <laughs> Probably more pictures. I need to take more pictures. Oh, okay. Right. Don't, don't, don't. Inspector Columbo can see a little, uh, can see a little, uh, Craig. Pathway. Have you got any uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm going to be less happy. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. More angry next year. Uh, Shaka? I'm going to read more books. I'm doing... Oh, okay. I'm going to read. I'm going to take more holidays next year. Okay, good. That's good for everyone. It's very good for uh, everyone. Will 2024 be the year that we see the Craig and Kieran rowing competition? Hold on, what's your resolution? Don't have one. What? To get this show done. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not doing anything tonight, are you? That'd be nice to go home. Uh, right, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> that message, you need to tell... Uh, rowing competition, when's it happening? What? Between you two? We'll give him six months. We'll give him at least six months to oh, train up. Come on, I need to do it yeah. before that. I might not be alive then. Right, that'll be on the life support. I'll get that life support at home. <laughs> ah, there you are. Next week. Next, yeah, week. I need... Next week? Next week? Next week? I need time. Yeah. How much time you need? I've got a rowing machine. I put one in my basement as well. Not for that. But I put one in my basement, so along with the other gym equipment that I don't use. Brilliant. So I might, if I've got a concrete day, okay. I might get down there and start the old... Start the old uh, rowing. He's uh, coming. There you are. Get what? going, you have to get going. Yeah, he's, he's coming, coming. He's coming in the next week, isn't he? 
Right, that's it. Uh, thank you very much, Karen. Enjoy the fireworks on your own. Craig, thank be you asleep. Guys. What you, you'll be reading a book? Yeah, I'll just. Uh, you know, we'll start as you mean to go on. ESPN FC, we will When's be back. When's he going to the. Uh... Carnival wins that. February. Carnival's February, isn't it? February. How many days work are you going in between now and Feb? Uh, ESPN FC will be back on your screen missing tomorrow a few. as we'll be reflecting on yeah. Liverpool against Newcastle. I'm not coming in if he's shouting at the telly. Well, he's always shouting at the telly. You're going to watch it here? I think I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>